0: Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Nobody's Fault But Mine. This is episode three, and I've titled it, What Did the COVID Pandemic Teach You? The pandemic happened, and I don't know if anybody noticed, but literally the entire world panicked and came to a stop. And that's something that's obviously never happened in modern history. Uh, Yes, we've had wars. Yes, we've had recessions. Yes, we've had things happen uh, in the last 50, 60, 70, 80 years. But in my lifetime, nothing like this had ever happened. And really, I would say probably a majority of people listening to this podcast today That was just something that had never happened to that scale before from a standpoint of complete and utter shutdown. So, what I wanted to talk about today was just kind of how, how did COVID, how did the pandemic affect you? How did it change you? Or did it change you? Maybe it didn't. Maybe, maybe it was just kind of one of those things where you just, you know, went through it and went on with your life or didn't really you know, come away with anything, you know, more wisdom or change your pattern of behavior or anything like that. Not that, you know, not that that's a bad thing. It's just, it just didn't affect you. I mean, it was just kind of like, well, we went through it and we did it and we learned some stuff, you know, about how to hopefully handle this in the future as far as a, a nation and as a world, but really it didn't affect me, you know, per se a whole bunch. Or maybe you're the opposite. Maybe it affected you a bunch. Maybe it affected you significantly from a standpoint of maybe it affected your faith. Maybe it affected your family. Maybe you lost somebody to COVID. Maybe uh, you know somebody passed away. Maybe multiple people passed away. Maybe you uh, got it yourself and you're still dealing with physical and health issues today because of it. Maybe it was a psychological issue because, you know, you got depressed, you were shut into your home uh, for a significant amount of time. You lost touch with the outside world and your friends and family and uh, just being kind of in one house altogether, maybe, you know, caused a lot of strife and mental anguish. Maybe you got addicted to something while, while, you, while all this was going on, you know, you, you had to fill your time with something. So you know, alcohol or drugs or just other things, porn, pornography, golly guys, I I keep hearing stories about pornography, uh, and what's going on in this country and around the world. And it's scary. I mean, it really is scary how many people are addicted to that and, and, you know, how it's so easily attainable these days. And, you know, like I said, alcohol, drugs, like I said, depression, anxiety, things like that just grew like crazy during the pandemic. And now you're kind of, you've come out of it and you're trying to figure out, first of all, how do I move forward? Or maybe you're walking out of it and you're ashamed of how you reacted. Maybe you're ashamed at what went on during that time. And you're like, this is, I can't believe that would have ever have happened, Eric. I mean, I, I was not that type of person and it, I turned into that type of person. You know, I never would have thought that. So I read an interesting article of uh, NewportHealthcare.com kind of talked about how the behavior and opinions of people changed because and and due to the pandemic. So how and why the uh, pandemic impacted behavior and some of the kind of the main takeaways were uh, people's just overall anxiety levels increased, socialization decreased, pretty common sense type of stuff. But at the end of the day, the experience was a truly different for all of us, but similar at its core, you know, they quote, most of us longed for connection and a return to normal. Of course, uh, we had a big shift to remote work, which we talked about uh, a little bit, but in the fact that it, it forced companies to adapt to a situation and not be scared of having kind of remote work going on. Uh, which I actually look at as a positive thing. So this is, in my opinion, a positive that came out of the pandemic. You may look at it differently. But uh, again, in a crisis situation, it forces change. And I think we were systematically kind of moving towards remote work, uh, kind of more freelance type work where you're able to work out of your home, you know, maybe one day a week or something like that. Well, then it went to, you know, five days a week. And even now there's significant uh, companies out there that are still uh, allowing individuals to work from home. Uh, And I think in in the long run, they're actually going to see how this is a benefit to their business, uh, as far as, uh, retention of staff and things like that, but also, you know, just basic stuff like infrastructure. I mean, I no longer have to have a, 64, uh, you know, story skyscraper and downtown, you know, what town, um, because I don't have to have that, you know, much space anymore. So you saw a significant decline in commercial rents and things like that, because there was so much vacancy going on. And I I actually think that's going to continue. Uh, to a degree, you know obviously you still have to always have infrastructure, but uh, as far as office workers and things like that, I think it's it's gone down quite a bit and I think you're going to continue to see that tr- uh, trend ha- you know take place. Uh, altered spending habits. Uh, this report found an increase in spending and the psychological need to buy essential and non-essential products. Moreover, anxiety and covid 19 related fear may have motivated people to purchase necessary items, whereas depression predicted spending on non necessity items. So I think that's definitely true. I mean, you saw a boom in not only the necessities of life, you saw, you know, stores being bought out of stuff because there was a panic like, okay, what's, what's next? Or, you know, are we going to lose our food supply? And, you know, remember the toilet paper fiasco and all that good stuff. But it also went into other areas as far as people buying non-essential things. Shopping kind of became an entertainment, you know, for your board. You just not, nothing's going on. And so you just bought stuff and Amazon could deliver it to your house. It worked out pretty good. Communication changes. Uh, COVID-19 pandemic related social restrictions forced many people to change how they communicate instead of face-to-face people use social media and text-based communication to connect through the various lockdowns or stay at home orders. Again, pretty common sense. But what I noticed about this was just the, man, it was, uh, people just started getting nasty. I mean, people started getting mean and you saw this huge change in just social behavior of, of just being polite. You just didn't have that anymore because you lost that buffer. You were just now another person on the end of a, of a computer screen. And so people's just composure and manners and all that stuff just degraded at a significant pace. And I do feel like that is still continuing today. I mean, it's, you you can talk all you want about, you know, the president during this time frame and all this other stuff, which I'm sure that had a little bit to add to it, but I think a lot of it came from just, you didn't have any, there was no immediate effects to you if you were rude to somebody as it would be if you were face-to-face with somebody. Uh, You didn't have any repercussions if you were, you know, being kind of a butthead to somebody uh, right next to you in a store and in in your workplace or, you know, things like that uh, because, you were a thousand miles away on your computer and it was easy to do that. So uh, I I do think that that's a hangover. I do feel like that's still something that's going on today. And unfortunately that was a negative shift uh, that I I would have hoped hadn't taken place for some time, but it kind of accelerated that process. We have uh, improved added towards to toward mental health. I think that's definitely the case. I think mental health, anxiety, depression, really kind of took the forefront it was it was a forced topic that everybody had to talk about and how much socialization and things like that had to play in that also your faith i think was a huge thing i read a study uh, that said something like you know 23% of acting christians actually saw that their faith increased during the uh, pandemic so again i think it um, it definitely affected faith and how we reacted to things i mean i know several churches uh, around the country but specifically around here that they saw a really big increase in, um, participation, you know, numbers coming to their church. I mean, ours did for sure. We actually went from two services to three service, um, uh, structure and we exp- just expanded the parking lot. Cause it's just, it's getting to the point where it's so crowded. So I think it definitely had a very, very good impact on the faith, um, standpoint of, of this country. Uh, eating disorders in adolescents have increased uh, by 25% uh, during this time. Which again, don't know if that's kind of a social media related issue or it was just a, you know, I, well, I think it was. I, I mean, I would say that's probably a social media related issue. You know, was it d- directly affected by COVID? Probably not. But you know, you were, you were what people saw you were on screen. And if you had, you know, any weight issues or perception issues about your beauty or, you know, whatever, you know, the way you looked, I could see that being exacerbated pretty significantly during the, during the pandemic. Cause it was, that was your only outlet. That was the only way of getting people to notice you and, and compliment you or whatever. So I could see that being, uh, taking place. Uh, Let's see. During COVID-19 pandemic, language changes may have included the addition of new pandemic related words. Of course, you know, coronavirus doom scrolling, which refers to compulsive scrolling through social media threads infused with negative news and Zoom fatigue became uh, commonly used in casual conversation. Zoom. uh, Terrible. But uh, I mean, obviously very useful, but God, those were those were terrible days. I worked uh, for the government for a very short time during the pandemic uh, on their COVID task force uh, through the state of Oklahoma and Department of Human Services and with the governor. And uh, yeah, the amount of Zoom meeting, oh, man, just let's not ever go back to that. Uh, Incivility. Here's kind of what I was getting at earlier. Incivility. According to reports, the pandemic may have negatively impacted behavior by contributing to a rise in incivility and rudeness, which may well have occurred during chronic exposure to stress and anxiety inducing news cycles healthcare professionals have also reported experiencing incivility. According to one analysis using data retrieved from an online survey, 45.7% of nurses polled reported witnessing more rudeness than before during the pandemic. Of course, I I think the healthcare sector in this country, in this world really got the short end of the stick uh, during this thing. So hopefully we learned a lot on how to handle these situations. But frankly, people just got downright nasty and it was, it was just not fair to those individuals that were literally putting their life on the line, uh, and putting their families, uh, you know, whole pattern of existence on hold so that they could, you know, make sure they were at the hospital for you. And so that, uh, that was a big time deal that we should be ashamed of ourselves in, in my opinion, but Um, Let's see. Casual social skill practice was drastically reduced, made obvious by the many circulating posts that poke fun at forgetting how to socialize that appeared uh, once restrictions were lifted. Looking to the future, Uh, whether pandemic related shifts in behavior and communication remain in place is yet to be determined. Moreover, as society heals and adjusts, some changes may evolve to become new societal norms, while others may fade. Uh, Still, not all changes could be considered negative. This story suggests that people have a unique chance to come through this experience wiser, kinder and feeling that life is precious and it is to be protected, cherished and enjoyed with others. I would agree with that, but I mean what are some things that, you know, while you're listening to this, what are some things that happened to you? You know, did you do you notice some different changes? I again, I would look at it and say I agree with everything that's said. I think the 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 country as a whole is, is kind of ruder. I do see, you know, us getting a little bit back to, to normal, to a degree. I think it depends on where you live. Of course Um, the socioeconomic impact that it had, that everybody was just pent up. And then we came out of it and man just went on the spending spree and the housing market went crazy. And you know, nobody could buy any cars because there was none being made. I mean, it was just this literally like the last 12 months to 24 months maybe have been really weird not just because of the pandemic but all the kind of the after effects the hangover that took place from the pandemic it caused this country to just explode and the world to explode from a consumer standpoint from a money standpoint i would say faith have has grown But I could also see the opposite side of that coin being said, and the fact that people are more cynical, people are more divided than ever. You talk about, man, politics got nasty. And I think combination of COVID and a presidential election and just everything that's been going on, just, you know, even families literally disowned each other, you know, during this whole process, for one thing, whether you supported, you know, Trump or somebody else or two. Uh, whether you supported the freedoms of not having your entire country or, or state or local government shut down. I mean, families are at war now, you know, because of this, because one person felt like, listen, you can't come into my house. You can't be around me unless you wear a mask. And then the other person was like, no, I ain't wearing a mask or, you know, talk about turmoil. The vaccine, whether you're getting the vaccine or whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, I have my personal opinions on this, but I will say as a country in the whole, God forbid, something major does happen. I mean, a, a worse thing happens, you know, Ebola or something like that, something that's worse than COVID. This is it's really going to, again, continue to separate our country. And I think we're going to continue to go through waves like this. And if you're if if you're believe in God and you believe in faith and the Bible and things like that. I think a lot of us, including myself, have an opinion that, well, this is just expected. This is what's happening. And, you know, God foretold this, you know, you, you always kind of think to yourself, I hope that doesn't happen. I mean, I hope it doesn't get as bad as it's going to get. And, but, you know, unfortunately I think it's going to, and especially if you believe in God, it's, you know, it's, he talked about it. This is what's going to happen. Now, would it happen during your lifetime? I I don't know if people ever really thought about that. I mean, you look back and I mean, I remember talking to my parents and grandparents about this. I mean, everybody thought we were going to, you know, hell in a handbasket in the sixties and and then the seventies and then the eighties and the nineties and the two thousands. So, I mean, every generation has had a period of time where they thought, man, this world is just, we're going to, you know, this is it. This is the end. God's going to come back any day now. You know, Jesus is going to come back any day now and we're going to, you know, be taken, uh, because it's the worst it's ever been. Well, unfortunately, uh, we continue to live and it gets, keeps getting worse and worse and worse. So, uh, that's kind of one of the things that I, you know, I want to talk about with you guys later on is, you know, what is your belief and, and kind of, where do you think you're going in the end? Because, if it gets worse than it is now or has been, God, how bad does it have to be, you know, before you kind of say, Whoa, wait a minute. Maybe there is something about this whole faith thing that I need to be, need to be kind of concentrating on. You know, it's just kind of something to think about. So in the long run, learned a lot, learned probably some things about us that we're not very proud of. Um, we'd learned some things that I, maybe you are very proud of, you know, that, Hey, you were able to kind of sustain yourself and your family stuck together and, you know, brought you closer. I think it definitely brought families closer. I think it definitely brought a, a, um, a sense of yearning and desire to have more family time and to have more freedom to, to work with your family. Um, and so, you know, work has changed the overall, you know, nine to five grind is, has stopped in my opinion for a lot of people, or you're searching for something else that gives you that work-life balance. That's a little bit more, you know, life oriented rather than work oriented. I think that's awesome. I also think, you know, just the world in general, the, the kind of the e-commerce, the e-business, the, you know, just things like YouTube and, you know, the fact that I'm talking to you right now on podcast, I think those are just some different ways that people can start kind of venturing out and doing some things with their talents, and uh, eventually earning money and and maybe you know making a career out of it. So I, I think a lot of things that came out of the pandemic are, are are a positive thing if you let them be a positive thing. If you just kind of well, eh, it happened. Who cares? Move on. You might not be able to take advantage of some of the the benefits that came out of it. I, I think I'm more. I guess I acknowledge the negative uh, nature of humanity a little bit more. I'm probably a little bit more protective than I used to be. I'm definitely in more of a preparation of what's yet to come. So I wouldn't call myself a prepper, but I'm definitely looking more at that. And I am placing a higher importance on those issues. And my faith grew, my my relationship with my wife grew, my kids, those kind of things. And I think if we take the positives out of, the pandemic, I think we can really kind of hit back at the cynicism and the, the manners that we lost and just this huge divide that's going on in the country. There is that, that kind of realistic side of me that says, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but I think if each of us just try and continue to concentrate on the positives of the pandemic, I think it can be something that we at least teach our children that, listen, if something like this happens again in your lifetime, please don't act like that. You know, act, act with respect, act with kindness and peace and joy and love. And man, things will be a lot better, but, and I, there's, this is a big, but, but be prepared for the worst because there are people out there that will, you know, kind of go and animalistic on you, you know, and, and just rude and, well, maybe even to the point we're taking things from you, riots, you know, things like that. You've got to be prepared, guys. And and I, I, I'm not saying this is a fear mongering statement. I'm saying this is reality. We saw it in, in very limited situations, but we saw it. Imagine something like a nuclear bomb going off somewhere. How does the country react to that? Guys, be ready. Go get ready. I'm serious. You you need to be prepared for the evil that is in this world that does nothing or wants nothing but to take. And we saw a glimpse of that in the last three years. And in some cases, it was even our own government taking. And again, I'm I'm not trying to make this political, but you saw major things happen and people's lives get completely shut down because somebody in the government said, no, you can't do that anymore. Imagine if something like a dirty bomb goes off or imagine another major terrorist attack on, on a multiple level standpoint, infrastructure, you know, those kind of things. Imagine what happens. I used to think that, you know, I think I heard a story sometime that it was like it takes three days to kind of for the world to come to a stop and then everybody goes crazy. Uh, I, I, think it's, I think it's faster than that now. I think people are just like, I ain't going back to the way it was. I mean, and it was like, I couldn't get toilet paper for three days or, you know, whatever. I think that they're going to have these memories, almost like people did that kind of the um, the shock and the, the, just the turmoil and anxiety that happened in the Great Depression. And remember your grandma and your grandpa? I mean, it was like, why do you save these? Why do you... Well, they had such an ingrained fear of, of the depression when that happened that they were prepared for it the next time. And they were going to be, you know, they were, they reacted that much quicker to bad news. I think the same thing is going to happen these days in, in this country and around the world. So again, get prepared. The last thing I would say is, you know, your family members around you, keep them safe, love them. Things can change on a dime. Accidents happen, pandemics come, things like that you know, don't leave on a bad note, you know, do the best you can to just get along. Maybe understand that you have differences and things like that, but talk through those differences. Don't just shut down and, and, um, you know, kind of turn away from people. That would be something that I would, I would imagine is probably needed in this country and this world. And then obviously I always pull it back to faith. I mean, if, if you were anxious during that time and fearful and, and maybe did things that you just weren't proud of, you know, that you'd never thought you would do, maybe turning to faith would help you in the next time, you know, because God does give you that peace and that calmness. I'm not going to say I was calm throughout the entire thing. I was very, you know, kind of got into that protection mode that I guess, you know, most fathers and, and husbands would, but I didn't fear. I didn't fear for me. I mean, I, 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 I wanted to make sure my my family was safe, but I mean, if I died, I died. You know, it, it's God's plan, and it is it's part of just the journey. It is. I was going to accept that. Now, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to leave them and leave them in a situation where they were without me. But I I was okay. You know, from a from an anxiety standpoint, and so, you know, that's what faith has has given me. It's given me a, an opportunity to say, you know, I'll be here as long as He wants me here, and if it's Today I gotta go. Today I have to go. But I'm ready and my soul's ready and I'm okay with that. I'm gonna be sad. I'm gonna hate to leave my family. I'm gonna hate to leave my wife. I'm gonna hate to leave the world, you know, behind and all the friends and things like that. But you're going to such a better place that you how can you be afraid or scared or or sorry to do that? So just work on getting your life right now and make sure that you do get that opportunity, you know, down the road. So we'll continue to talk about these things in future episodes, but guys, that's uh, my take on the pandemic. I'd be kind of curious to see what your kind of main thing that you came away. So put it in the comments uh, when you see this on Facebook or anything like that. I mean, any of my social media feeds, just, uh, I would love to hear what you think about that. So guys, Thanks again for listening for uh, Nobody's Fault But Mine. This is episode three, and we'll see you next time. God bless.